<laughs> Welcome back to another episode of OEC Overheard. My name is Sampa Tan. I go by Sampa. Um, uh, some of you may have known me already from the last episode. If you haven't, welcome to our podcast. As you may have heard from the last episode, introduced by Koto Katayama, we'll be doing a handover of the role of the host. So from now on, I'll be the host of OEC Overheard podcast. Um, on today's episode, we are going to do an interview um, with a very familiar face, um, someone who has been the backbone of this entire um, project and podcast, and we will learn more about her stories, her passion, and how this podcast has come along. Um, without further ado, we'll be moving on to our main star of the day. Um, I will let um, her introduce herself. Um, there you go. Hi everyone, my name is Koto Katema. I'm the producer of this podcast. I was the previous host and now I'm handing over the MC position to Sompa. And I'm a sophomore film major from Tokyo, Japan. And we're at the Wright Center right now. It's the film department building. It's like my home. So, Miss Koto Katayama. <laughs> Um, what inspired you to come up with um, this overseas, overheard um, podcast idea? So I actually wasn't the person who started this project. So there's this junior English major at Kenyan, um, Cassie Cole, who is part of the Persimmons Literary Magazine on campus. And she started this as a part of their podcasting project. Mm-hmm. And I was so interested in her project not becoming an interviewee but becoming her producer because I really like podcasting and like picking who to interview who would be the interviewer and like thinking of different different ideas yeah different, different yeah themes and- that's why I became the co-producer with her but then she had to with different reasons she had to stepped down from the podcast so until now I was the only person who was like recording it like producing it editing it but now I have you as the host I can't imagine doing that by myself to be honest (laughs) being the host is more than enough for me (laughs) you do your job I do mine Um, we have different skills she loves talking I love um, (laughs) being behind the scenes why international students I mean, besides from the fact that you were also an international student, but um, I don't know, is there any like underlying aspiration behind that? Um, so ever since I came to Kenyan, I've always been interested in um, international students and like global perspectives. Mm-hmm. Um, and I w- my high school was an international school, but here I met a lot of different international students. Um, even though they're from like the same country, they have such different like economic status, different lifestyle from back home, different like values. And it was so interesting to learn about them. So yeah, I wanted those voices highlighted right. through a podcast. I guess it's also helpful for domestic students to hear different stories. Yeah, and even if you're friends with an international student, you wouldn't really like ask about their life. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of weird. Um, I guess with college students to like dig deep into someone else's <laughs> life, um, 
I mean, it can be awkward, but I think it more people should do it. More right. people should ask yeah. about international students' life because it's so interesting. Um, and then, like, entertainment, like film and podcast is mm-hmm. so easy to... Um, it's such a good resource right. for domestic students and other international students to get to know about other countries. Knowing you, um, you seem... Pretty confident that film is the direction you're gonna take ever since you set foot on campus. It seems like because you declared your major like freshman year, mm-hmm. I remember, which is really really early. I don't know. Is there like any background or any like reason behind that decision? Um, I mean, I've always been an artistic person since um, I was little, but I. I didn't know that I'm into film until I came to my middle school and high school, which was a small international school in Tokyo. It's called New International School. I was in a public school for elementary school. Um, I was in a dark place in my first year. Um, I skipped classes. This um, first year boy was kind of harassing me. Yeah, so one of the things that my mom introduced me to after all the dark age in my <laughs> first year was um, martial arts, Aikido, and English. So that's when I started learning English. In elementary school, you wouldn't learn English at all. Not even in middle school. You would learn a bit, but it would probably be like, I have a pen, I have an apple. Oh shit, that's the <laughs> So... I've already learned a lot of English by the time I was in sixth grade. And so I was so ready to um, transfer to the new international school from middle school. Mm. And I did. It was kind of my dream come true. Mm. I've always wanted to go there because I wasn't satisfied with the education in the public schools. Because for kids who have artistic talents and ambitions, there was very little resource for you to discover that in the first place and grow that in a Japanese public school compared to this new international school. So this school was very different. They used a Scottish education system where classes are based on discussions and presentations, creative projects. The classes in New International School were crazy. It was like you you would learn humanities, math, Mm -hmm. science. But other than that, we had electives just like college. So we would have like calligraphy class, hiking class, maybe not hiking, um, basketball, making digital media, like videos. I made fake TV commercial in that class. You would literally spend like a whole three hours per week for that class. It's like a legit class. So that's where I found my passion in film. Um, I mean, this is probably a very typical cliche questions you know that international students get asked you know like the the differences between i guess japan and the u.s or whatever but like personally how it has impacted your way of thinking probably the biggest culture shock came at the end of my first year when like consecutively a lot of my american friends especially started to skip appointments 
either because yeah at canyon either because they forgot they slept through it um something like that the fact that it has happened so many times and it almost seems normal is a culture shock in itself but i was like i started to think a lot about like how friendship works in the u.s and in college in general and i realized that instead of forming like a really tight-knit friendship here you would prioritize making a a big network of friends i struggled to accept that truth my first year i wasn't really sure who was really my friend oh i have another culture shock relating to covid Mm. in japan when you catch a cold you immediately put on a mask so when you go on a train in each car you would see at least one person wearing a mask right even without covid Mm -hmm. with covid of course everyone is wearing a mask Mm -hmm. so there's this sense of collectivity um, in japan where there's pros and cons to that pros is that it's so easy to get rid of something like covid because of this common sense that we have we don't object to it and so we live by it here it's so different like people have different um ideas and like opinions and it's so great yet with things like covid it's so hard to just come together and cooperate it took a whole year for i know it's still a challenge (laughs) Oh, also, um, you got, you're gonna go abroad the entire year, um, next year, right? You wanna briefly, um, tell us where that is gonna be, and, um, yeah, then we'll go on from there. Yeah, um, so this is for my off-campus study program provided by Kenyan, and for the first fall semester of, um, my junior year, I'm going to New York, as part of the New York Arts program. It's actually organized by Ohio Wesleyan mm. University and it's basically an internship program where you can do one to two internships the whole semester with some seminar classes but mainly you learn through the internship. So for the spring semester I'm going to joined this program by this professor from Sarah Lawrence College in New York but the actual program will take place in different places because this program is about making a whole like two-hour feature film within a semester um, with a bunch of like professionals and fellow film students from different liberal arts colleges and then what do you think is gonna happen after that I mean, I don't know if you have an idea or a plan already about life after college, but... The only problem is, would I get sponsored by a company here? Right. My... We saw shit. I know. I know. My goal was always to work in LA as part of a TV show, as like a staff writer or even a showrunner. That sounds fun. Yeah, I know. I love the collaborative aspect of TV writing. Mm -hmm. 
because you wouldn't be just writing this one script on your own like you do with movies. Right. Um, how would I get there is the problem. First year, I would spend it with OPT, and that's when I have to decide, or companies have to decide if they want me to stay in the US. Right, right. Yeah, man. We're on the same boat. Mm-hmm. We're on the exact same boat. It's just, it sucks that, you know, like, the potential you have and everything can be ruined by the fact that if no company decided to sponsor you, you just have to, you can't stay. Mm-hmm. That's bullshit. Mm-hmm. That's damn. Well, um, to end this episode, I guess, um, well, um, you know, the first time I met you was um, on our way from the airport to here, and we had some conversations on the bus. So, reflecting on that, do you have anything to say? <laughs> <laughs> okay. CGE Center for Global Engagement. Um, they're managing like international students affairs. And they provided us a bus from the Columbus airport to Kenyan on our first day. And we happened to be on the same bus and we talked about how... This <laughs> <laughs> is exposing both of us. What the fuck? <laughs> okay, whatever. We talked about how we've been... Be careful what you say. Lonely. We talked about how we've been single basically our whole lives and we were wondering, you know, like, are we gonna get boyfriends once we get to college, we hope. And then we did end up getting boyfriends like with a month's difference. Weirdly enough. So like I got a boyfriend after she did and I broke up with my boyfriend after she did. <laughs> it's weird. I, I don't know. I think I get a lot of influence from Sompa. Good one. <laughs> she helped me get um, together with my ex and also helped me break up. Oh my god. <laughs> well, that concludes our um, episode for today. Um, thank you so much, Koto, for um, allowing me to interview you and allowing and sharing all of these stories um, with us and our listeners. Um, I hope everyone enjoy it. If anyone have any topics you think or we should cover, please just DM Oversee Overheard on Instagram. It'll help us and it'll help you. Like if you can send in what you want us to talk about or what should be featured or who you want us to interview on campus. It, it does not have to be international students. Um, it can be anyone, even staff members also. And thank you so much for tuning in and listening. If you haven't already, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. And um, thank you for your support as always. Have a great one.